The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Parenthood. Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Chriselle Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for ourselves. We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. So how was your weekend? I know that you had some fun balls Hmm. running around. Put the ball in the net, put the ball under the net, put the hole in the, put the ball in the hole, put the ball in the hole. So many balls going Okay, you need to stop right there. Well, good thing it's paid off a little bit. <laughs> well, actually, I spent two days with my son because he loves golf. That's the one mm-hmm. that's the, the ball in the hole one. Um, <laughs> and he had his first um, sort of Southern California tournament. Mm. And he won. <laughs> we were really good. We oh felt really good. Gosh. It felt really good. You know, I, we're so proud of him. Um, not just for winning, but because he's very dedicated and... He practices. He practiced not every day, but maybe four times a week for the past two or three weeks to really, there was something he was really trying to hone in and he he got it. And this is really the first time that he's technically competing under pressure before that is just, you know, with dad or, or teacher or whatever, or just friends. But I, I really had to catch myself mm. and not go overboard like I wanted to like welcome him with balloons and like a poster and like a band uh, you know what I mean like that's how excited <laughs> yeah I was like can I hire a band for this occasion that's how excited I was for him but instead I just prepared his favorite meal and then we just talked about it even though inside I was like I need confetti you know because I think something I've learned is to really praise progress and not results uh, and that's why I like really controlled myself <laughs> I because love next that. time he might lose. And so I don't want it to be about the winning. It's not about the winning. Right. Yeah. That's so good because we get so tied up on the result. Yeah. Right. And so if you're, what are you saying as a mom, if you do that yeah. and all of a sudden he loses mm-hmm. and he doesn't get that, mm-hmm. he doesn't get then the what band. are you, mm-hmm. you projecting exactly. on him that, He's a failure. Yeah. Right? Exactly. That's exactly oh, that's what deep. you're saying. Yeah, that's deep. And this was trial and error. Trust me, at the beginning when he like got one putt, we would like take him to ice cream and like, mm-hmm. and then we're like, okay. And it's fine. I mean, you want to celebrate their victories, but it has to be measured. It has to be thoughtful. And I read a, I read an article back then and it really talked about praising progress and not the final result because it's, Again, he can lose next time, and what are we going to do then? So maybe it's more about, like, a random day where you're like, I've noticed that you've worked so mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. I think we deserve some ice cream today. Yes, exactly. And not tying all the ice creams and rewards and toys and Disney trips to the, to just, like, result-oriented things. And because, really, I think the point is to build confidence, mm-hmm. not necessarily just skill sets. Yeah, which is the topic that we're going to be talking about today, which is mm-hmm. building confidence in kids, I think we're going to be talking about kids in general, mm. boys and girls. But I think, you know, I specifically wanted to really dive into girls because there's a lot of mm-hmm. layers to unpack there. Oh, um, yeah. But let's start off with defining confidence mm. in general. What what does confidence mean to you? Oh, God, that's a big one. I, ugh, 
I mean, to me personally, confidence means, uh, to me, I don't know why, I feel like I've always been somebody that goes against the grain mm. and needing to feel okay with that. Like really understand my values. What are they? Why do I have those values? And then being able to say, I don't want to go to that party and then feel okay about that. Mm. So, but that has been built over the years. So that that's how I would define confidence to be able to say no or yes to something mm -hmm. and feel good and feel that you've made a good decision for yourself. So not doubting yourself, basically. Not doubting yourself. Yeah, it's a good one. I love that. For me, it's being able to not care what other people think. God, that's a hard one. Yeah. It's hard. That's but hard, once but you good. get to that point, and this is not just for kids. This is obviously I'm talking for myself as an adult as well. But this is one of the hardest things to do is once really whether there's rumors or gossip or people talking mm -hmm. about you, once you get to a point where you're like, I know myself mm -hmm. so well that this is not true, that I'm not going to let it bother me. Boom. I, that's right? that's a huge lesson. And I would say like you've learned it quite early in your mm -hmm. life, to be honest. I feel like it takes a longer time. Let's I mean, I've lear learned it and then unlearned it and learned it. Yeah. And recently through like what I've been going through, I've had to relearn it again mm -hmm. and really build that as one of my pillars, mm -hmm. right, of mm -hmm. just my life. Because that could really cripple you and being able to move forward with yeah. doing anything because you're so scared about what other people are going to think about you, what people are going to say. And how I tell people and what I even tell my kids is that no matter what, people are going to agree and disagree with you. No matter what you do, whether you do the right thing or wrong mm -hmm. thing. So you have to do what you want to do and what feels right deep down inside for yeah. you. At the end of the day, you're the one that has to go to sleep. Yeah. And can you sleep at night? And that's, I think it's going to be a good measure of whether you're making good choices. Or yeah. Not. yeah. And so that that is our definition as adults. But how do we now mm. translate this into kid talk? Like, how yeah. do we how do we share this with our kids where they're they're going to be able to be like, OK, I understand this because mm -hmm. what you and I just said, it's, it's a little complicated. Right. Well, I mean, to be honest, I don't think they'll get it for a long time. Yeah. And I don't think they'll get it until they're able to make their own choices. Yeah. And so, you know, there's so many strategies out there about building confidence in children, grit, resilience. I mean, there's books and books and books about them. Um, I feel like I've tried a good, I don't know, a number of strategies. Mm -hmm. And there are three strategies that have been really effective for us. Mm. So the first one, like I mentioned, is praise, progress, and not result. And that actually has to do a lot with the parent, not the child. Mm. It's really you having to take a moment and be like, whether he won the tournament or lost the tournament, because they're going to be both, to be able to be like, so I'm so proud of you, no matter what, I'm so proud of you because you put in the time, you you practiced hard, you read the book, you did your homework, you made choices that, you know, support your goal, right? Mm -hmm. So in all of that, instead of like being very result-oriented. So and that's, that's the praise part. Right, exactly. And talk about, uh -huh. because what you talk about is really what they will internalize as important, mm. right? So if you're like, okay, it's great that you won. Here's a little plastic medal or whatever. That's all good too. Like we want to celebrate those victories, but that should take three minutes. And then you're really moving on about, you know, how did you overcome this hurdle? Like he mm -hmm. really was having a hard time with a specific putt and like it took weeks for him to really understand it mm -hmm. and nail it and yeah. then do it under pressure with like 20 other kids around him. Um, so that's really what I spoke about the whole time. Right? So after he won the tournament. After he won. Yeah. Versus like, you won, congratulations. Right. Mm -hmm. It's more of like, you worked so hard. You worked so hard. 
Oh. You, you, you identified your problem and you figured it out. Oh. Right? That's really like what we talk about progress. I mean, that's also for me as an actor, that's constantly like what I have to tell myself all the time. I audition 80 times and don't book anything. Like, yeah. The only way I can get back into the audition room is to be like, work, think about the progress, think about the craft, think about that, you know, not whether you not book it or not. Not the actual booking yeah. in itself. Even though it's nice when you book it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, another thing is, which is also very counterintuitive, I think, and it was for my husband and I, who are a little type A. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine, a lot type A. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very. Okay, fine, super type A, okay. Is to let them fail. Oh my God, I had uh. no idea you were supposed to do that. <laughs> let them fail, it's okay. I, I, I'm neurotic, so I just didn't, for a while, didn't really allow for failure or like I just didn't have the patience to be like okay it's gonna take four weeks for him to learn how to put his pants on not inside out not backwards not you know Mm. and so let them fail it really helps with I mean with everything with it builds confidence because when they do get it I mean you have to be patient and support them through the whole thing but then once they get it they're gonna feel really good about themselves okay and they own it and they own it like It's, it just helps with everything, like grit, like it's not good to overcorrect or handhold. Okay, I have a very clear example. And again, kind of how we preface every conversation that we have. If you're a parent and you're doing this, it's fine. Every parent has to figure out what works for the family. But I just came to the realization that in fifth grade, there are a lot of kids being tutored. Mm. And I, I didn't know that. I didn't know you did that. I, I got tutored for SATs in high school. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I have never been tutored. So... I, I, I didn't know that. And I was like, okay. So like, oh, what you guys do today? Oh, went to the tutor for math or whatever. I was like, oh, I didn't know that you were tutoring a kid, your kids. Mm-hmm. And then I thought that maybe they were doing really poorly. And obviously, if your kid is doing really poorly in a, in a subject, you, you obviously want to support them. And I was, I was talking to my husband about that. I was like, okay, well, how do we feel about tutoring? Just to put it out there, we're a family that could tutor. Yeah. Like, we have the resources. We have the time. But even then, we... We were like, no, we're not going to do that because I guess, first of all, you also have to kind of understand your expectations of what you're expecting from elementary school, right? Like, I don't know, is he in the track to Harvard? Like weird things, like there's obviously families Uh, that have that kind of mentality Mm -hmm. and you have to get straight A's across the board. Okay, like that's one type of thing. If your kid is getting a B, for example, and you feel the need to tutor them in fifth grade... I get that. I get it. It's competitive out there. I'm not I'm not naive about that. You can do that, but instead, I think what my husband and I were thinking, we're like, okay, if our kids our kids are getting Bs, so then how do we help them get to that A? Because yeah, we want the A, right? Yeah. But instead of like, okay, let's get a private tutor and like do a lot of hand holding, we encouraged our children to go to the teacher and ask for help within their school system already mm. and to advocate for themselves and be like, Oh, I'm not really understanding fractions. Can you like give me 10 minutes before school and review the concept with me again? Oh, I see. So it's, you know, it's, it, they're completely different approaches. So you're letting your kid understand that they need the help yeah. and they proactively ask for the help yes instead of you swooping in with a tutor money but that's hard no like do they get that they do get it they get it okay absolutely get it and and start them young it's because if you handhold 
Because then what's the, what, what are we really teaching by hand-holding yeah. with all of it? I mean, there's some hand-holding. Like I said, it, like, it really took my kid four weeks to learn how to put his pants on, which I thought was like a normal thing to understand. Yeah. Because he would wear them backwards and inside out and things like that. And I was like, that's really confusing. Why is that so difficult? Um, and so I didn't, but I didn't do it for him. Mm. I just like kind of guided him, but I just let him continue to make those mistakes. Mm. But I think it starts that early. And now when we're thinking about, do we need a tutor a hundred dollars an hour and da da da? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think we're benefiting our kids by doing that. Yeah. Again, if your kid's getting a D or like he's failing consecutively all of the tests, yeah. yes, of course. But if we're talking about like your kid has like a B or like quote unquote a B in elementary because our kid, our school don't have like that kind of grading system. Mm-hmm. But if you feel like they need that kind of support, I, I don't think you're doing them any favors or mm-hmm. building their confidence by now swooping in with like a full blown tutor. Yeah. Yeah. So I have my thoughts on that because okay. Chloe, she is very behind on rate reading. She's actually caught up, um, but she and she's only six, so she does have her tutor, okay. um, which is her school teacher, um, and she okay. does see her twice a week. Okay, and so we call her our tutor because she is helping her get caught up. Okay, um, and it, I, I understand where you're coming from when you say that you don't want to handhold them. Mm-hmm. But I think it also comes at a certain age because... But is he... Is she... Because reading... My understanding of reading is developmental, right? So mm-hmm. at sixth grade, maybe she's not reading... I don't know. I'm just throwing something like Harry Potter. But is she reading at her appropriate quote-unquote level? Because that's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I'm like, everybody wants like the straight-A kid. Mm-hmm. And maybe your kid right now is getting Bs. Mm-hmm. But it's okay for them to getting Bs. It's okay for them to in certain things yeah. be quote-unquote a little bit slower developmentally. Well, Chloe is still too young to get these grades because they don't do yeah. the grade system yet. I mean, even yet. in fifth grade, yeah. they don't have that actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. So for her, she is a little behind for her her grade. So okay. her school did suggest that. Of course. So if the school suggests that you actually have to, you absolutely should do it. Yeah. But then I also think that it's a confidence thing for her too because... Does she feel more confident after the tutoring? Yes, because now she's like, what does that, she has this curiosity of like, oh, let me try to read this. Whereas before it was like out of sight, out of mind. Like I don't want to even try because I know I can't. And that was that confidence. So for me, the tutor actually helped build up her confidence versus, and maybe like the skill set was there too. Like they built, helped her like actually figure out how to like, put the words together and such but I think for me it actually helped build her confidence yeah. a little bit more again when she gets to a grade level and I again I'm not there yet but I don't think I'll be the type of mom because I'm not very like I was not an academic kid mm-hmm. and so if she's she's getting B's mm-hmm. and I'll be like okay like yeah. if you're fine with that I'm fine with that too but if she's like, no, I want to do more, I want to do better, then I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, let's look into that. But I think for a mom and a dad, which a lot of our parents were like that, like, mm-hmm. no, it's not good enough. Like, you need to get better straight grades yeah. or straight A's. And then they drag them into tutor. Right. Then there's a bit more resistance and there's a bit more, uh, I don't know. Yeah, resistance. So I, I understand where you're coming from on that side yeah. as well. I understand what you're saying too. I think... And every school is different. And just to establish, every child learns at a different pace. Yeah. So maybe, I don't know. I wonder if you don't tutor her mm-hmm. or do the extra half an hour or whatever with the teacher, 
if by the end of the year she will be at that level yeah. because sometimes moms in the fall get an assessment and they're like oh they're not at the at where they should be at the end of that school year mm-hmm. but you have to give her that time to get to that yeah. they, they're not going to be they're not you know what i mean they, they need the the nine months to learn that material yeah. But if right now, but I don't know, obviously you had the conversation with your teacher and they were like, you know, we were going to supplement. That's Mm -hmm. fine. I think give like if they're already going to a school where they're, you know, really working on study habits and like teaching them how to learn. I don't know. I think for me, and that's the type of school that we go Mm -hmm. to. I, I was overwhelmed thinking like, okay, I already go to a school that approaches education that way. And now I have to supplement with tutoring because the kids are getting B's. I don't know. I just yeah. felt like it was too much handholding for me and my family. Yeah. So that was one example of like, let them fail. And by fail, I'm talking about a B. Yeah. Um, and we're not going to tutor. And like, he will have to figure it out. And yeah. if he wants that A, he has to work yeah. for it. And and I, I, to, yeah. And I I agree out. with that. I mean, I, I heard somewhere that by grade three, mm-hmm. as long as they're all kind of like doing their thing at school they all kind of catch up by grade three that's kind of what i mean yeah with you guys like i don't know if you need it because she's probably going to be fine by the end of the year but if you guys are you know framing the tutoring as like a, a really positive thing mm-hmm. and not like you're kind of behind so you need the extra help because yeah. i think that's just it can be just as detrimental yeah um yeah so i'm sure you guys like what however way you frame it but also I don't know, but again, at least with our situation, it's like I'm gonna wait till the end of the year mm-hmm. to see if he can get the B to an A, and if he stays. And sometimes with the B, it's I, fine. I look at their their homework and their work, mm-hmm. and I'm like, dang, this is advanced. <laughs> yes. Like, I was not learning this at. We were not in first grade. We this were is not. crazy. They they were literally. I, I was helping her. She and Chloe is very gifted with math, mm-hmm. but then I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and I was helping her she with was her homework. You. <laughs> yeah. And they were doing double digit subtraction. Like, uh-huh. what is 53 minus 28? And I'm mm-hmm. like, wait, <laughs> let me use my finger. Let me let me write this. I was like, you're in first grade and this is what you're doing right now? What? Yes. And that's another part of the conversation that I've have I'm having that I'm realizing is that they're doing so much more that then uh, this it's like a vicious cycle because then if you tutor them then my fifth graders are now doing sixth grade level math so then in sixth grade they have to now do seventh grade math because everyone's going to schools and then tutoring themselves so but then but why yeah you know what i mean yeah because the point is not the skill set alone but it's to build confidence and to make them good students that's the other thing it's like I want my kids to learn how to utilize their teachers to learn the actual concepts. Mm. When they come to me with math stuff, I don't know math. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Such a great question. I think you should go teacher. back to your teacher <laughs> tomorrow morning and advocate for yourself and say, I really didn't understand fractions. Can you, you know, repeat the concept for me? Mm-hmm. And our actually our teachers tell us to do that because uh-huh. they don't like when parents try to teach because apparently we don't do a good job uh-huh. um so i think it's more of like helping the kid build confidence by advocating for themselves and using their teachers as their mm-hmm. educational tools instead of now me having to supplement is, i love that yeah but that was part of your failure yes okay like, let them fail let them be frustrated like don't handhold the whole time got it um okay the third thing that has been a wonderful strategy that works for us is to get my kids into the habit of complimenting other people so everyone's like, oh, good job, good job to them, which is, it's great. Obviously, they, they need that too. But there's a kid in his, um, 
other ball activity. This is the one that you wear white see-through pants and you hit it with a stick. Uh, baseball? Um, baseball, I think some people call it baseball. Um, and this kid was amazing. After the game, he he's like a nine-year-old and he would go, not every time, but when he could, he would go to his teammates and say, great swing or great steal or you pitched so Aww. well. And he was, I was watching him the whole time as other kids were packing their bags or whatever. And I was so impressed by him. And I talked to my kids about that. I was like, oh, this is, I think, really special. And like, maybe we should try that. And they don't have to do it every time to every teammate, but to maybe after the game, take time and like compliment a friend on something that they did. And I actually think that that builds their confidence too. Mm, why? Because it, it shows that when, especially in the sports setting or school setting, mm -hmm. social settings, it's not just about the fact that you can be a good catcher, mm -hmm. but how are you cheering on your teammates? Mm -hmm. That's also part of what makes you a good player, of what makes you a good team player. And I think it has really helped my kids to not focus just on results, like we were trying to say, mm -hmm. not who is the fastest, who is the tallest, but like, how can I encourage my friends? How can I let them know that they're doing a good job? That's part of understanding who you are and your role in a team setting. Oh, I love that. Oh, good, because I was nervous about that one. I, I love that. I, it's so, it's, and I swear it works. I mean, it's really easy with my, my first. He's so happy to do it. My second has a harder time with it because, you know, everything revolves around her. But she needs it more than anyone else. And I think it, it I think it continues to build her confidence in the ways that I think matter the most. I think that's interesting that you you mentioned that because I have that a hard time. I don't think I've ever noticed my oldest complimenting someone either. I don't think they naturally want to do it. Yeah. Because they're kids and like they're just like caught up in like that moment. And, and they don't have to do it all the time with every teammate at, or in every social occasion, but like notice it once in a while. So is that internal confidence? I think you said that it's called intrinsic confidence, right? I mean, I don't know like the, you know, PhD psychologist um, terms explicitly, but I think that there is a difference between intrinsic confidence and extrinsic confidence. Mm -hmm. And they're both important. We need both of them. I think we both need them. But I don't know. I really want to focus on their intrinsic confidence. Where does that, where is, what is the actual foundation and understanding of who they are and how that affects them in making choices? So intrinsic confidence is kind of what we talked about in the beginning of like being confident with yourself, being able to make the right decision without uh, guilt or doubt or shame. Um, no matter what people are talking about or saying about you, that's internal confidence. You're right. And then external confidence, extrinsic confidence is more so like result oriented. Result oriented. Things. Okay. Like I won. I I I I won the golf tournament. Uh -huh. I I got a promotion. I figured out how to unplug things. I know I've been putting the Christmas tree in for some reason. Unplugging things has been very complicated. Um, or yes. I like my outfit. Or I, like I know how outfit. to do my makeup. Yes. yes. I got okay. new jewelry. I have new shoes. I have a fancy vacation. And, and those things are important. I'm not saying they're not. I, Of course, but I feel like if we only have that, I think at some point it's problematic. Which we could unpack a little bit. When it comes to raising daughters and girls, I feel like there's a lot more extrinsic mm. confidence that 
without us realizing we're building because of how society has kind of um, viewed women yeah. and girls. Yeah, as op- shiny objects. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we could talk about that after our lunch break. Okay. We all know that play is essential for child development, but did you realize that it has a profound impact on who we become as grown-ups, our personalities, career, and interests? Play built a solid foundation of success as an adult. I remember as a kid when I used to spend hours dressing up my dolls and giving them their own personalities and their own lives and then at the end of the day writing about them in my journal. I still have those journals now. I still have those journals now and I show them to my kids and they just giggle. They think I'm so silly. I mean, it's no surprise that I somehow got into fashion and blogging and it all makes sense now. But these days, it can be so easy to forget about the importance of having fun. That's why we've been loving the Once Upon a Playtime podcast. It's a show for grownups and their kiddos about the power of play. Once Upon a Playtime is a podcast from the Genius of Play, a nonprofit initiative that provides families with the latest play research, expert advice, and activities for kids of all ages, from developing empathy to advancing math skills to improving hand-eye coordination. Play is so, so important. Once Upon a Playtime features celebrities and well-known personalities, and they share with us how their adult success was shaped by their childhood playtime. Their interviews are transformed into a storytime experience that you can listen to by yourself or with your kids. The first episode features Nathan Sawaya, who made a journey from lawyer to full-time Lego artist and discusses how the toys from his childhood inspired his creative career. So interesting. I personally love the first episode called Nathan Kept Building, mainly because my daughter, Chloe, who's seven years old, is obsessed with Legos. And it was really inspiring for her to hear. And it was really inspiring for her to hear Nathan's story in such a fun, whimsical way. I love that it shows how simple toys like Legos can develop into full-blown careers. Now my daughter keeps telling everyone that she wants to be a Lego builder when she grows up. The format of the show is really unique. It mixes interviews with storytelling, making a super enchanting educational and entertaining you're not going to want to miss it make sure to tune into once upon a playtime podcast today you and your kids will love it find once upon a playtime wherever you listen to podcasts and for more info and full transcripts of each episode and for more info and full transcripts of each episode visit geniusofplay.org that's once upon a playtime at the geniusofplay.org So you brought BTS for your lunch break. Yes, I have a special guest with us. Seven of them are here with us today during our lunch Delicious. break. Delicious. Mm. I mean, I'll take them all. Here. No, they're literally here. They're literally here. <laughs> for those of you that cannot see, they are little paper miniature cutouts <laughs> that are staring right at me. All seven of them are staring right at me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very interesting in our parenting stories. Yeah, they're not quite there yet in age but we could probably be their parents honestly mm, maybe not like yeah maybe not that. that i don't like i don't like to think about okay it like so that. yes please please share your bts experience okay so i was in k-pop you brought that up the first day she used um, to be a k-pop singer so, to be honest i have like a love-hate relationship with k-pop because it's so much about extrinsic value and confidence mm-hmm. but there's so much one there's so many amazing things also about k-pop and bts has just cut through all the noise and have proven themselves to be pretty much the top boy band in the universe like over beatles over backstreet boys like um 
uh, what's the, yeah, that's Beatles. crazy. Crazy, like based on hits and all of that. And they happen to be a K-pop band. Okay, so what was your experience seeing them in, in concert? Okay, so initially I didn't want to like introduce my daughter to the whole thing. And I was like, no. And especially she's already inclined to be boy crazy. And this is, has taken us over the whole thing, over the cliff. It was amazing. Aww. It was the most fun we've, we've had in a very long time, especially after COVID. Like we hadn't been in like that kind of big setting. Uh-huh. And we jumped and danced the entire two hours. And they're incredibly entertaining, incredible dancers. I really enjoyed the tight choreographies. They were great. It was so much fun. So now you're a BTS stan. I think they're called ARMY. Oh, you're you're a part of the ARMY now. I'm not, but uh-huh. well, I I, I don't want to say it because ARMY are like, the ARMY is like the group of people that are following them for like two decades or something. You okay. know what I mean? So I, we don't want to offend the ARMY. I She's don't not there the yet. Army. Yeah. Okay. But I want to be an ARMY and those are my new aspirations. I'm very impressed by them and they're so they're such sweet boys. They have like wonderful relationships, like very brotherly relationships and and they're funny. Honestly, my Instagram feed like the that weekend that BTS was performing, whenever I opened up the app, it's all these ajumas. Ajumas, ajumas for those of you that are not Korean, they're they're mid-aged Korean oh, ladies. ladies. <laughs> That are posting about the BTS concert yeah. with all of their kids. Yeah. Like, literally from you to Sharon oh, yeah, to another... Like, I literally saw at least seven people mm-hmm. that are ajumas, mm-hmm. like our age, that were at the concert. I think that is, like, the official definition of ajuma is once you and your daughter like the same boy band, you officially, <laughs> officially cannot, like, look back. I love that. Well, thank you for the delicious BTS snack. So, <laughs> <laughs> look, they're staring at they're us. Literally staring they're giving at you. you a thumbs up, Chris. Okay. <laughs> All right. Or the heart. The heart. Heart. So my my little thing I want to share with you today is something that you know of. I don't. I didn't bring it with me, but I used it all weekend long when I was in Miami because Lynette brought it. And it's that sunscreen that you got on Amazon. Mm. I don't even know what it's called. Tizo. And Lynette's going to be so mad at me that I'm exposing this because she specifically said not to because it's probably going to sell out now. It is quite literally the best sunscreen I've ever used. I'm sorry. I know you discovered it. I discovered it. I I told Lynette not to tell you and now I'm going to have to call her later. (laughs) (laughs) She... I ordered like five of those last I, night. I have like a 10 stock thing. I give those out as actual birthday presents. They are so good. I don't even like sunscreen. I hate sunscreen. And it is, I don't know what it does to your skin, but it gives you like this, this like smooth filter, magical glow. And it literally looks like you have like dewy, yeah. glowiest BB cream-ish yeah. skin. Yeah. It's magical. It's really good. I'm glad you guys like it. Obviously, it, you can buy it anywhere, but it's it's a really good find. Yeah. By the way, Sarah does have like the best finds, and yeah, I like, yeah, I like to find. Th- but I'm also very loyal to my brands. Like once I find something, I probably use it. Like I buy like twenty times. Yeah. And um, then you got me onto Think Baby when I first had Chloe. That was a good one, especially at that time. There, I there wasn't there was nothing else. Yeah. Like Think it. Baby is a sunscreen that I use and still kiddos. use for my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's I don't know it's 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 mineral it's it yeah it like with if within the sunscreen world it's like the cleanest but it's still efficient yeah yeah so sunscreen that that has been my jam for the past few days because I it's just like that sunscreen I'm telling you it's it's a good one it's a good one. Mm-hmm.
It still hasn't hit me that the holidays are here. I mean, they are here. Where has the time gone, guys? Anyways, holidays are all about coming together with your loved ones and taking an active role in creating the magic of the season. I think by now we all can agree that it's not just about gift giving. It's about the memories and the traditions that are established in the moments, whether it be cutting paper snowflakes, gluing sticky ornaments, or making holiday cookies together. Sure, we can buy the ornaments and sure, we can buy the holiday cookies, but isn't building your own so much more awesome and memorable? This year, KiwiCo wants to invite you and your family to make the holidays a little less prepackaged and a little more hands-on all while learning a thing or two along the way. I'm sure by now you guys have noticed how obsessed I am with KiwiCo and I've done so many boxes with the girls, I've kind of lost count both for my six-year-old and my three-year-old. The most recent one I did with my daughter Chloe was a holiday Santa Claus one and a pinball machine crate. We made everything from the board to the actual game in itself. We made everything from the board to the actual game itself. We played with angles and momentum and the look on Chloe's face when she finished her project was seriously so priceless. She was so proud of herself that she did it on her own. Well, with a little help from me, but it's a prized possession in her room now. We actually have an area in her room with all of her Kiwi co-creations because it's not just about the project, but the fact that she made it herself. We also just got the walking robot crate, which she is so excited about. I love that KiwiCo allows kids become part of the creation and really value the process. Your child can get super cool hands-on science and art and geography projects delivered right to their door every month. They'll be so excited to see these arrive in the mail. The day that the box arrives will be their favorite day, trust me. You'll also be surprised at how high quality the materials are. These are real engineering, science, and art projects for children. As a busy parent, I know it can be hard to find creative ways to keep your child busy and challenged. So let KiwiCo do the legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together and making memories together. There's no commitment, so you can pause or cancel at any time. This holiday, don't just teach kids how to buy, but teach them how to build. Give them a gift of hands-on holiday. Give them a gift of hands-on holiday with a KiwiCo subscription and celebrate a love for hands-on learning all year long. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code BUMO at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code BUMO. So you and I both have daughters, and I think building confidence in girls can be a little bit more challenging because right when they're born, they're praised for how they look, right? Mm -hmm. And what they're wearing. Mm -hmm. Like when girls are born, they're, oh my God, so cute, so beautiful. She looks like so-and-so. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas with boys, I don't know, I'm obviously, I don't have boys, but with boys, it's like, oh, he looks strong or he... I don't even, they don't even talk about the way he looks. They don't talk about looks, right? They don't. It's crazy, the difference. It is crazy because then the minute that girls are born, they're already associating themselves with how they look and how they appear at a very, very young age. And I remember you telling me something specifically when... um, I think Sophia was younger. You said that one of your teachers complimented. Can Mm -hmm. you share that story? Yes. I mean, and again, I'm not like putting the teacher, you know, like throwing her under the bus, but, and it was like a, an aha light bulb moment for me is that I had sent, I sent my daughter when she was what, three and a half to preschool. And up until then she had been wearing just simple 
sporty things because she's at the park. She's getting dirty, whatever. And of course, she wears like a dress here and there and just whatever. It's fine. But I, I, I sent her to preschool, started to socialize her, and she would come back and ask for the princess dresses, mm-hmm. which again, it's fine. I, I got her a princess dress, but I was like, that's so interesting because I, I never bought her the princess dress. Mm-hmm. So where is she getting this from? And then I started to volunteer in class or whatever. And what I realized was that the teachers or one of the teachers was so over the top complimentary of the girls that would show up with like their hair all mm. cute and like their big poofy princess dresses and whatever cute little jewelry and like all that again, which is fine. But then also compliment the kids that just wear regular t-shirts and shorts yeah. or just don't compliment kids at all based on what they're wearing. But it's hard. It's hard to not do that because they look really cute yeah. in them. But I, I just, it irked me. It bothered yeah. me. It just made me feel annoyed. And she internalized it. She yeah. was like, obviously, all the cute girls with the big, poofy, glittery dresses are getting attention from the teacher. Because at that age, that's all you're looking mm-hmm. for, just attention and approval and just that connection. And she wasn't getting it. And so then I got her the dress. And then she got it. Ugh, I don't know. Yeah, I know. And it's it, it has nothing to do with, you know, the person that's throwing out the compliment. Because we're all wired the same way. Like, we were taught the same thing, like growing up of like compliment someone if they look nice yeah. or com- and you know even now like when you walked in i was like did you get new shoes yeah. or such cute shoes <laughs> yes right you did, and yeah. so that's like the first thing i said I to know, you so I naturally know. we are wired that way we learn to compliment people start conversations yeah, like, make oh. people feel good by the ex- external you know whatever however they look like yeah. but i think at a younger age it's I, you and I are adults, so yeah. we could like kind of overlook that. But at a younger age, they don't understand that, right? They don't. And they're just taking it in for what it is versus like my daughter, Colette, her too. She refuses to wear anything relatively normal and cute. Like <laughs> I have given up. I have not even tried with her. <laughs> she wants to wear the ripped up shirt that she wore to put to sleep mm-hmm. with like her her pants that have like paint all over them uh-huh. like that's her jam uh-huh. and i'm not going to fight that right no and and so i'm seeing that a lot more with her because with Chloe with my first daughter i like did dress her up yeah. i got her all and dolled up and that's fine too you shouldn't feel guilty about that i just think as adults like you said the kids they have no blame yeah. I think the adults, we just need to be conscious. Yeah. Like, just be aware that if we do that repetitive... And the thing what I noticed with Sevilla, after I did get her, like, the big poofy princess dress was... I, preschool, everybody loved it. I took her to the market. Everybody complimented it. I took her to the park. Everybody complimented it. I took her to the social gathering. Everybody... I took her to church. Everybody complimented in the dress, the dress, the dress. And I was like, oh, God. I want to burn the dress. <laughs> You know what I mean? I don't know. Okay, it's... but compared to your son, like, wh- where would he get the most compliments? He always gets it with, you're so helpful. You're so funny. Mm. You're so smart. I love that you said that. I, I, I So they already kidding. feel more valued, like, with their contribution to what they're doing. Exactly. With what's coming from within. You're s- with my son, is always like, you're so smart. I almost think he thinks he's too smart. <laughs> I was like, no, you're going to be. No kidding. But he, he's... It, it's different. I It's crazy. And I don't want to sound like those old ladies that are like, oh, no, that's not, they, that, they're, they're all, they're, th- that's not, it's not real. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen to, to the kids this day and age, but it does. It does. It still does. Yeah. And it's all linked to feminism now. 
it's all linked to that now because it's yeah. like, you know, we we look at all the issues, the mm-hmm. the global issues that are still happening right now to women where they're not getting paid as much as men. Yeah. They're losing jobs. They're, you know, expected to stay at home mm-hmm. or they're expected to work and stay at home. Like they're expected to do so many different roles, like whatever it is. Yeah. But like, but like when it comes to the guys, never, never, never would ever. they say, yes, like who's taking care of your kids while you're never. at work? Oh God. Like why would that even that like, oh my God, mind? are you thinking about like, are you, are you, are you going to do okay in Take your job care. because you just had a kid? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, yeah. the, com- the our values are so effed up. Like it is what we value. I just, it has turned like a really sharp, dark turn and i i just i don't i don't want to i want us to pause and say hmm maybe i can compliment the dress but i should also be like hey i really like that you built those legos you know what i mean i just want us to be more self-aware yeah so i've been very self-aware lately because a lot of the times most people do things without even realizing it right and they're just doing things intrinsically um what they've learned and so because now I am so self-aware of the things that are coming out of my mouth and the things that can have a longer term effect with my daughters, what I've been telling them, because they have their little specific chores, um, is always like, you are so helpful. Like you, yeah. this is, I'm so proud of you. You are so helpful. Yeah. Um, you are so responsible. Yes, I love that um, one. You are doing such a great job. You are such a great older, compassionate, loving sister. Love that one. Yeah. And so... It, and you, like, have to say it that specific. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And... And, and that's it. Oh, okay. And really, for me... And I think it's because now I... <laughs> this <laughs> sounds so bad. <laughs> I don't really like any of the clothes that my daughters are wearing because <laughs> I don't have a choice at all. Like my youngest will not let me dress her. My oldest will not let me dress her. So I'm like, I have what nothing if- to compliment anyway. So thank you Your very much. Ugly. <laughs> Whereas before when I first had Chloe, I was dressing up her in the cutest photo or cutest outfits, taking these photos. And yeah. I was like fishing for those compliments. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit it's a little bit for the parents versus the kids sometimes. It's 100% for the parents. Like the kids don't care. No, I mean, at some point they will care, but when they're little, little, they don't, they have yeah. no idea. Yeah. And so it's been a little bit easier because of that reason, but being a lot more intentional about the the verbs that I'm using mm-hmm. um, to just describe like them as people, yeah. as girls yeah. and what what value I want to bring for them yeah. or what value they bring to the world, right? Yeah, I think that's really it. I think as, as parents, reshift our values and really understand why we have those values. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, what do we really want for our children? We want them to be kind, to be helpful, mm-hmm. to say sorry when they make a mistake, yeah. and then to find a job that they're passionate about and that they have a good time with, right? Like, because other than that, like, what are we chasing? Yeah, and making them feel really good about it. And that's yeah. what I, I think we usually throw out compliments because we also think that it's going to make them feel good and they mm-hmm. feel, like, more confident. But, again, that's going back to extrinsic value, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas I talked about in the previous episode um, what a new holiday tra- tradition that my daughters and I are doing, which is helping other children in yeah. need. 
And she was really into it for the first time. You guys have to listen to this episode if you haven't yet. But it was a really proud moment for me as a mom. And I kept complimenting her on, you are so compassionate. You are so loving. And I kept saying that. And Mm -hmm. I could tell that that made her feel good. It hits home, right? So when you get to a point when something you could describe to them that's not on the outside and Mm -hmm. it could actually make them feel good they will value that too and it will stay in their heart mm-hmm. it's i i love that you do it. and i love that you saw like the immediate result in her eyes yeah her like understanding like oh i am compassionate and that is important mm-hmm. and that does make me confident and beautiful yes and that's it that's it that's it girls yeah it's, it's actually so simple just to have that self-awareness to compliment and really value and because it really is what we value. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Those really are our values. Yeah. And then, yeah, you can wear the cute clothes, you can all of that. And we do do it. I mean, I do it too. Mm-hmm. But that's like the sprinkle on top. Yeah. that yeah. That's like the icing on the cake. Yeah. And, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it's not, you know, you don't need it. Yeah. And I love it. And it, it follows you throughout your life. Like me as an adult now, do I like compliments? Of course I do. We all love compliments, right? But... Could I live without it? Absolutely. Because like, I am so confident in what value I can bring to mm-hmm. myself, my family, and the world. Yeah. And I, I want the girls to have that confidence in themselves as well. So I think we have to model it ourselves first. I, I, I just put here model. <laughs> Let's end it with that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so true. We have to model it ourselves. They can't see it anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, what they see everywhere else is the opposite. So they have only us to model that. And actually, my mother is like that. And I think that's why I have the confidence that I have. Mm-hmm. It's because my mom modeled those values for me. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in uh, to this week's episode. We hope that you have an amazing Christmas if you are celebrating Yay. Christmas. Uh, we will see you. Are we going to see them in the new year? I think we have one more episode we have one more? before. Yeah. Okay, we have one more episode until we ring in the new oh. year. It's going to be a really good one, so make sure to tune in. And if you guys have not left a rating yet for our podcast, we would so appreciate it. It really helps us out. Um, and, you know, Sarah and I, we pour so much love and heart into this, and it would really mean the world to us. And yeah, leave us a DM, comment, I don't know, uh, tag us. We love hearing from you and we will repost. With that said, we will see you guys next week. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for listening. We want to keep this conversation going with you. So please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast. And we would love it if you left us a review. Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at Bumo Brain on Instagram. 